Today's episode is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, solves the problem of juicing greens on the go. Just add water, drink, and let your body soak up the benefits. Visit Organifi.com, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, to learn more about an exciting offer for you, our podcast listeners. Today's show is brought to you by HelloFresh. If you're like me and look at the Food Network and all these channels and watch all these gourmet meals and just lust after them, let's just be real, you're lusting after them. Guys, we have a solution for you. HelloFresh does all the shopping, the planning, and delivery. So all you have to do, guys, is put this meal together, and they give you the instructions as well, so you can create the gourmet meals in the luxury of your own home. So use the code SUCCESS30, SUCCESS30. Just go to HelloFresh.com and use that code SUCCESS30 to get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. So make sure you check it out. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live in beast mode. Stop being gazelle. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined, as always, by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on? Dr. Douglas Thomas, probably feeling more like yourself. We're doing the podcast at a early hour again. We're back. What up, C? What up? And uh, live and direct from Daniel Island, we have the 6'8 wonder, Mr. Joshua Hatch. What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, appreciate you coming back on, man. Um, let's see. Where do I want to start? Oh, uh, Josh, catch us up, man. We, we, uh, we reported on Huddy last week, man. How was the tournament? How was the dad life out there at the regionals? When is the... The, the the worldwide tournament catch us up man we haven't heard from you in a while yeah we had a we had a great time out there it is um uh, it's an it's an intense environment it was in Williamsburg Virginia which is just a um, an absolute beautiful city it's it's still colonial Williamsburg Virginia so Heather and Berkeley went and, and did the big tour every day and and saw the city and um, the golf was great you know Hudson played he as I say here's his dad I'm his I'm a fan first so I sit there and shake my head I mean this was tournament number two for the year that he's played in. And so it's, it's equivalent of someone just showing up out of nowhere um, with kids that play almost every weekend of their life in tournaments and showed up. And, um, mm. you, you know, he played played incredibly well. We had two holes that, that cost us and actually two holes that just he had shots that we kind of looked at each other and we just laughed them off and got us a little bit of trouble. But each time he did that, I'll tell you why I love Hudson so much and his demeanor on, uh, as an athlete is every time he did it, he bounced back with a birdie where most kids, I saw certain kids at that age that had meltdowns, tears, Hudson would have the hole and then he'd bounce back with a birdie or two. And um, I couldn't be more proud of, of his showing. Um, he could have finished a little bit higher, but he could have finished a little bit lower as well. So, you know, golf is one of those, golf is one of those interesting sports, but it was a it was a blast, and you know, we we these everyone on the that listens to the podcast has heard me say it before. But the very best thing about golf for me with Hudson is it is as a sport for as a dad is one it allows me to do it with him because it's something we can do in the in the evenings together um, and go out and play and we get to spend quality time together. But two, we're inside the ropes together. I get a caddy for him. It's just a blast to to, to sit there and see your kid in that element. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And 
Big time congrats, man, and uh, much success to you guys going into Worlds, uh, what, first week of August? First week of August in Pinehurst, yep. Which sounds good. Um, e, Carl, catch us up. Where are you? Because uh, I actually, I really don't know because, I, Carl, I don't even think I talked to you yet this week, so, um, other than text messages. So ca- catch me up, bro. What's going on? Um, I, I'm, I just want y'all to help me because yesterday, so I'm going to give y'all yesterday. Of course, Michigan, we, we actually touched 70 degrees for the first time in about six months. <laughs> <laughs> so we outside again. So the thing with my daughter is Jessie has this thing where she just doesn't like to go to the bathroom. She does not like to go do that number one. I don't know why. Mm. Like, she went to the last minute. So yesterday, I'm telling y'all, E, e Josh, y'all got all the kids. Y'all got to help me with this. So yesterday... She's about to go outside, and Tabisha told her, hey, make sure you go to the bathroom first. So she, whatever, she just didn't go. She, my mom was outside waiting for her, so she just opened the door and went outside. And she proceeds to, of course, pee on herself, probably like 10, 15 minutes later. But get this. She comes back in the house. We don't know. She goes upstairs, changes her clothes, put the wet stuff somewhere that we can't find it, and goes back outside. Hmm. And Three years old. Somebody help me understand how am I going to so be with really her at seven? So did she really pee on herself or not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like if a tree fall in the woods and nobody around and to hear it, does it make a sound? Well, I'm just, I'm amazed that a three-year-old can process that. I'm scared because if you're thinking like that at three, what's happening at seven? Like how, you, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like you think you already know how to cover and hide stuff at three years old. Like this is a little scary for me. So I'm like, what in the devil is going on? But other yeah, than I let, that, I let the I let the kid I let the dads yeah. with older kids talk us yeah, through somebody that. Somebody help me out. Hey, one one day at a time. One day at a time. That's my advice. Yeah, one experience <laughs> at a time, Josh. That's right. I mean, we're still. Hey, yeah, Carl, just, I'm telling you, one thing I've learned through every phase is there's a phase for every phase that you that you go through. Mm. So you know, Berkeley, uh, you guys saw her on the cruise. I think what that was now two months ago. The cruise, yeah. maybe a month and a half yep. ago. I mean, we measured Berkeley yesterday. Berkeley measured at five four. Mm, On the cruise, sheesh. she's five two and a half. You know, wow. and so these phases go fast. So what I'd say, Carl, is enjoy it. I'd give anything to have Berkeley go outside and pee on herself and be three again. Wow. <laughs> enjoy the phases. I turn back the clock yeah, five in two seconds. Yeah, understood. Right. Yeah. I would ask E how he's doing, but um, that'll lead into like the whole podcast. So I want to tell you, do my fair file first, and then I'll come to the hip hop preacher because. It's hard to get the mic back from Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? <laughs> once, he, once he starts moonwalking, there's no telling if you get the mic back. So let me do my fair file first. So um, fair file. Now, my brother and I, we go, my dad says, yo, I'm hungry. You know one of those like pre-dinner snacks where like dinner's not going to be ready till like 5, but it's like 1.15, and you're like, man, I'm kind of hungry now. I'm not going to make it to 5, but I don't want something that's going to be too heavy or whatever. So I tell my dad, I'm like, man, we got a spot down the street. You know, I don't eat there as much anymore. I've been on a little different regiment, but we got a spot down the street. They do, you know, the quesadillas and the tacos and fire. So my dad's like, oh, okay, bet. Y'all go grab that for me. So we're like, okay, cool. So me and my brother, we order up some stuff, call the girls, you guys want some? Long story short, we get uh, about... maybe worth of like quesadillas, just like some, you know, snackers for everybody to have pre four hours from dinner. So we go down there and we spend $40, let's say, on all of this food. Well, I swipe my card 
And me and Train are standing there, and I we get all our food. I swipe the card. I'm getting ready to leave, and Train goes, "Oh man, um, he didn't even bring his wallet." I drove. He says, "Yo, did you get sour cream?" And I was like, "Oh shoot, I forgot." So I go back to the young lady and I say, "Hey, um, you know, can we get some sour cream?" And she says, "Sure, I'm gonna have to charge you 50 cent for the sour cream." So I say, "Okay, cool, no problem." So I said, "I need four of them." So she goes, oh, okay, cool, that's $2. Pull out my card, boom, get ready to swipe, boom. She says, there's a $5 minimum on the swipe. Uh. <laughs> I said, um, okay. Uh. I just bought $40 worth of stuff, though, and now, you know, I don't ever have cash on me, I'm saying, and now this is $2, but I just want to pay the $2 for the sour cream because I got 100 quesadillas in here. I think four sour cream is not asking too much. So she look at, looks at me and goes, um, well, I'm going to have to charge you $5 for the four sour cream. And I'm sitting there looking at her, and I'm like, um, I don't think that's going to work. So I'm like, can you call your manager? So here comes the manager. Surely she'll take care of it, right? This is ridiculous. I just spent $40 on quesadillas. No reason that I should have to pay $5 and I'm talking about these are some small cups of sour cream, but I don't feel like stopping at Publix, so I just want this sour cream. Long story short, the manager comes over there, she goes, what's going on, can I help you? I said, well, I bought $40 worth of quesadillas, forgot to ask for the sour cream up front, asked for it on the back end, I don't mind paying for it, but I'd like you to waive the $5 minimum charge for the waive. sour cream. And she says, oh, I'm sorry, we can't do that. That $5 minimum is a, I said, well, how about this? I live down the street. I'm a fairly loyal customer. I come up here every now and then. How about you just give me the 50 cent sour creams right, on the house? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? To keep right, a customer happy. I just right. spent $40 on quesadillas. Right. She looks directly in my face and says, um, no. Wow. I was like, what? I mean, just no. Like, she didn't explain. She was just like, mm, no. I was like, okay. Me and Aaron looked at each other. I was like, bro. He looked at me. We just started laughing and walked out. Fair file for them to deny Let's me a the sour whole podcast. Let's just do the whole podcast on this. Because that's what. <laughs> Let's just do a whole podcast. Because I'm telling you. I'm now, I know this much- is very. Now, as I walked out, I told Train. I know this is very near and dear to E's heart. Yeah, because he is a sour cream cup. fanatic. And <laughs> demands that the Chipotle worker spread his sour cream. Evenly. 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 I don't even do it. Bro, I ain't done that in years because they can't get it right. So I don't even do that. So, so I just tell them, put it in the cup for me. Give it to me in the cup. Put some green sauce in the cup. And when I get to the crib, I do it by myself. Oh, you do it yourself. Yeah, I do it myself, mm. bro. Yeah, I remember E used to be like, man. And, and you know how, like, that's one thing I don't, like, shout out to Chipotle, they straighten all that. But I don't like how they just, you know, when you get the person who just in too big a hurry to scoop your stuff, yeah. they scoop it with yeah. no grace. They just bop, bop, smack you like, there. yo, my man, like, are you even trying to finesse my sour cream? Like, you just literally took the thing and, like, 360 windmilled it off the thing onto my, br- like, come on, bro, that's just oh, sloppy. I, so I, shout I, out to no, those I just Chipotle say workers this, though. Who, I just want, because there are people who may not understand. It's like, come on, eat what you're doing. No, this is what I'm telling you. When you eat food, Mm -hmm. you eat it for seasoning. You like the way it tastes. So when you put all the seasonings in the middle of my burrito, 
Right. <laughs> what happens that I get a different bite. You say it's just a different taste with every bite. And so I want it evenly because I want oh, that same Oh, let me say something. Experience. When they don't do it evenly, E, I feel you. Them first three bites taste like you're eating sandpaper. I'm talking about sandpaper, bro. <laughs> and, and it leaves you guessing where it is. Each bite, you think you're mm-hmm. closer, and then you just get the Now, the middle bam, of that joint is going to taste like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. The middle <laughs> is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> but why do I have to wait for my bite to be phenomenal? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. see, so see, I'll say, obviously, that's foul. But I, I, the, part I'm, the part that I'm laughing at is, was the equation ever, we'll give you 10 sour creams for $5? Did they ever say, because mm-hmm. they're 50 cents? Did they ever say, at least we'll yeah, give you yeah, that? At least we're the value. What? No, she yeah. never said that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't just, think any just... of us were smart enough to do that math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just stuck, because I'm like, yo, it's sour cream. And it, like I said, if I came in there and bought like one quesadilla for like six bucks, I could see maybe you were like, eh, you didn't really spend enough money. Like, I spent 40 bucks. Like, this is a small little joint, you know what I'm saying? I'm like... Yo, learn how to keep the customer happy. So I just yeah, walked out yeah, of there. Let's just go to the whole podcast. Like, All right, cool. If you don't uh, mind, let's go to the whole podcast. Yeah, that's foul. But let's go to the whole podcast. Let's go here on the whole podcast because, and this has nothing to do with customer service, guys. I don't want to do a full blast boy on customer everything service. Everything to do with sour cream. Bro. Yeah, but, <laughs> but everything to do with why you can't blow up. You know what I'm saying? I just want to mm-hmm. be real. And just kind of go through why you cannot be yeah. So let me successful. set that, yeah. Let me set that up. And you can't blow up. And E said, uh, e, e, like, I love I love E. I speak E on the text though, so I'm good. Every once in a while I get hung up, but for the most part I speak E. And E, you text me during this week and you said, everyone, everybody wants to blow up and get paid, but nobody wants to work. I want to yeah. talk about that on the podcast. So yeah. this actually is a, a decent lead in. <laughs> um, what exactly did you mean? And and I guess I know what you mean, but explain what what made you mad. I was mad last week. I'm actually in a good mood this week, so sound like you ready to you ready to go for it. You know, I'm upset because we live in a country where there is opportunity. We live in a country where if a person has a dream and a goal, and they're willing to put in the effort, they can be successful. Now. Our country has, you know, like anywhere in the world, you know, it has its hangups. But listen to me, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it slower because what you may not recognize or what you may not understand because you've not traveled outside of, you know, certain countries and you've gone to third world countries is that in a lot of third world countries, there are little to no opportunities when we went on the cruise, one of the things that I realized is that, look, there are no major universities on this island. There's not a college that can fit 50,000 people, right? There's certain industries that don't exist. So I'm going to say it again. You live now. You can focus on the hangups if you want to. And we, you, we can go tap for tap. What, what's wrong with this country? That's not what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about what pissed me off is that there are individuals who want to live a certain lifestyle. There are people who dream big dreams and have, you know, man, they they just have these, these these ideas and these things that they want to accomplish, but don't take advantage of that. Meaning that the energy that you put in your dreams and your goals, the energy that you invest in, you know, whatever it is you say you want to do, when you actually wake up and you get an opportunity, 
you, you're not using it. So um, so let me just real quick. I just want to say I, just all week I've been dealing with um, I was I was on the phone yesterday with um, with the young lady. She was doing some uh, doing my airline um, uh, ticket. And I promise you, I, I'm, I'm like, are you eating on the phone? I got no. I know I didn't catch you doing lunch. I know I didn't catch you doing lunch break. I'm like, yo, are you well, eating, eating on the sour phone? cream? Though, the question. Bruh, I, that'd be sour, really ironic. It sounded like it was a burrito that didn't get evenly <laughs> sour cream. She was she was choked up, bro. I'm like, yo, and, it wasn't and then, even. And then and then what hurt me was, and again, like I said, you guys, I ain't trying to be big time. I'm just telling you, like when you if you if you if you are a wait, she was on the diamond medallion line, so, eating like that. So let me say this to you. If you wow, are on the, I just thought you, about that. If you if you are if you have a job and you are next level, that when I call, I'm just looking for a certain level from you. And when when I get the I'm doing this because I'm trying to make a dollar, I'm like, yo, you about to get beat. Because those of you who are going after money, you already broke. I'm just being real with you. For those of you who are like, your thing is I want to get paid, you already broke. But for those of you who get an opportunity and you like, yo, I want to smash this opportunity. Like, I want to knock this out the park. Like, this one right here, this phone call I'm on right now, this plane, the, and here's the challenge. My, my wife's, um, her mom's brother died, and so they have a, a plot of land in Alabama, you know, where, um, you know, they, they uh, memorialize the family. There's a church, you know, the whole nine. There's a burial site, you know, so, so you go here. So I'm trying to get a ticket, switch my tickets up so I can go to the funeral. Now, I'm in a cool mood. Like, I ain't, like, you know, depressed, but I'm like, yo, you don't know what I'm getting these tickets to or what I'm getting these tickets for. And I'm just like, yo, like, look, this is your shot. This is your this is your playoff opportunity. Like I was I was watching um, the uh, playoffs and Charles Barkley said something that I thought was deep. You know, what I'm saying uh, everybody was saying how, you know, Cleveland, this is a must win for Cleveland. And he was like, oh, no, this is a must win for Indiana. And they was like, mm -mm -mm, you don't get it. Cleveland going to be down three one. He was like, you don't get it. If Indiana don't win this one, they don't win the series. And I just thought that was deep. You know what Charles Barkley was saying was like, yo, you're not understanding. Like Cleveland been here before. Indiana ain't been here before. And so for some of you, I think you don't get it because you're trying to get a check. You don't get when you get to McDonald's that that's that's your game number seven. You don't get it when you get to college. That's your game number seven. You don't get it when you get to do telemarketing. That's your game number seven. Or you getting a speaking opportunity or you teaching, you don't get that that's game number seven and you need to win that series to get to the next series, to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, to get to the finals, to win that championship. So I just I want to just talk today, Josh, and this again, this has well, nothing well, to do let, with. Well, let me let me say, real quick before you finish up, if I think it's only a game seven if you see yourself advancing to the next round. If you, how do you what do you say to that person who may not necessarily see the vision for themselves advance to the next round? So I'm feeling you. I'm at McDonald's and and if I'm 16 and I'm full of life and I'm in like a, a, a valedictorian and I know I'm about to go to college in two years, like I can approach that job maybe with a little bit more vigor, a little bit more energy. Whereas the person who you 36, you know, life hit you in the mouth. It didn't necessarily go right. You're not thinking it's game seven. It's just game one all over again, and you keep waking up to game one, Groundhog Day. How does that person get excited hey, about 
I'm their saying jobs Char- in life. I'm saying what Charles Barkley said. He, he, what you just said was, if I'm a valid Victorian, if I'm this, this, that, that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm saying exactly what Charles Barkley said. My friend, you Indiana. You Indiana. And you. this is a must win for you. So if you 30-something years old and you at Mickey D's, this is a must win for you because if you don't win at Mickey D's, I don't know what's next. Like, I'm not 100% sure where you go from Mickey D's if you're 36 years old and you have a vision for yourself. So what you need to realize is like, yo, this is my shot. I need to, I'm on fries today. Tomorrow I'm going to be on the grill, like for real. That's what your mindset needs to be. And, And you need to be saying to yourself, if I've kept reliving this day, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I, I can't sit here and lie and tell y'all at 18 or 19, I had a vision. I'm not going to say that. What I will tell you, though, is how I got from one point to the next is I said to myself, enough is enough. Enough failing in school. E- enough not having money. En- enough not living the life you want to live. Like enough, E. So I didn't have no vision. I didn't see myself at 30 doing this or at 40 doing that. I didn't. But what I did see was like, yo, E, come on, bro. You working at McDonald's. You, this McDonald's is getting shot up. Y'all, they haven't, they coming in here. We haven't fight. People jumping over the counter. Like we literally fighting at, at the McDonald's at two o'clock in the morning. We seeing people go to jail, get arrested. I was just like, yo, E, for real. I don't know what I want to do, but I know I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So I'm saying to C's point, yeah, you at McDonald's. This game, you, you the Pacers, you must win this game. You, and you got to get to the point where you say, if I don't have a vision of what I want to do, then then let's start with having a vision of what you don't want to do. Yep. Josh Curl. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll chime in. Um, you know, I think E, I think what's, what's really rare out there is people with a, with a, a mindset of, of giving first, giving service whether it's at like the lady on the phone giving service first, but it's that whole mindset. I, I mean, I don't know if you remember, see when we talked, when we very first started working together, I mean, officially working together, we've been, we've been uh, going back and forth for six years and, and E, but when we talked, we were talking about compensation and the business. And, and I said, I don't want, I don't want any money. I want our opportunity, not your opportunity. Mm-hmm. I want our opportunity, what we create together. And, and you know, when you get in that, when you get in that mode where you're out just trying to, trying to punch a clock, get through the day, do what needs to be done and go home, you know, that becomes a habit. And that becomes a habit, I believe, that, that reflects in every part of life. And, you know, I have people that say, I just need a lucky break. I just need a break. This person had a break. Well, you get a break by staying in the game long enough and doing enough of the right stuff. So... So in order to get a break, you have to stick around long enough. And I'll tell you a secret to success if you want to have it a long t- over a long period of time. Everybody gets breaks. Everybody does. At some point, you're going to get a break. We all need them. We all need a break. You go, 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 and you get a break. What I've become really good at, what I've realized my hack on breaks is I capitalize on them. So I, I recognize good luck. And then I make sure I capitalize on good luck. Because along the way, you're going to get some breaks. You're going to get some opportunities. You're going to get a chance. And to East Point, if you live in certain countries or even certain parts of America, you may not get that chance. Sometimes you don't get that chance. Um, but most people along the way, and, and see to your point, to the 36-year-old that has been punched in the face, I would say welcome to the club. 
That's what I tell them. It happens to everyone. Welcome to the club. I, I want to challenge, go back to CJ a little bit and just kind of challenge the thought, E, because you're using an analogy of two professional basketball teams. And the question I have is like, just being real, what if I am that person that's doing better than my family? You know what I'm saying? Like my exposure is doggone it, you know, just way worse than that. And I did make it to McDonald's and I'm doing okay. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm working a steady job and paying for my apartment. Like, I don't know that, I don't know that there's much more that I'm exposed to. How am I, like, where do I find that, that, that thing to push to the next level when I don't even see that there's a next level? Yeah, so see, when you get a chance, see, I sent you a, an equation. I want to, not equation, but a list. And I want to make sure I go over that list to kind of help people. I know the first one was that for those of you who are out there, you're at the lowest level of life. You are, you are working for money. Right. You're working for money. When oh, I say yeah, I got it, Hold on when, yeah, I, I didn't remember what that was. So the first one, guys, you're working for money. All right. And, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're working for money. What it means is you at the lowest level is that you need something external to motivate you. Right. You, you need a certificate. You need grades. You know, you need a check. Right. So there's a group of you. You at the lowest level. Because you always need somebody to give you something for you to be motivated, right? So to Carl's point, I'm going to be real with y'all, like for real, and y'all know where I come from. So I'm going to keep it 100. If you was in the, if, you, if Carl asked me that same question in 1970, Josh, I'm like, Carl, you got a, what a great point. Let's flush this out, right? <laughs> you living in 2018 with the, with the internet, bro. I don't want to hear nothing about exposure. You getting exposure every day. You, you getting exposure every single day. You turn that TV on now in 2018, bro, you are not watching TV and not seeing Jamaica. I watched TV the other day, Carl, and they had a commercial on about Barbados. Come to Barbados, the island of Barbados. Oh. I, 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 never seen that commercial. I never saw <laughs> that commercial before. Did, Carl, have you seen that commercial? It's like, you know, uh -uh. it was like a, a, yeah, I saw it the other day. I was like, unbelievable. They was talking about, um, uh, what is the, what is the resort? They just built a new resort there, Carl. Oh, uh, Sandals? Yeah, uh, Sandals. They just had it on, yeah. right? And so I'm just saying, it, 20, 2018, if you're watching your favorite rapper's video, you seeing mansions, <laughs> you seeing Bugattis, you, 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 you seeing, um, uh, uh, the G-Wagon. I'm just saying, if you're just watching a, a, a video, you, you're seeing airplanes and private jets. If you on Instagram, if you on Instagram and you following anybody on Instagram, you following the Kardashians, you following Kanye West, you following Beyonce, you are you are seeing the world, Carl, through their eyes, through the Instagram. So so I don't want to hear that no more. On no, you ain't being exposed. No, what you're doing is you being lazy. And you're taking the hand that was given to you. That's what you're doing. So what you're saying is, I see the world, but I'm going to live like everybody, like my next door neighbor live. I'm going to live like the rest of the kids to go to school with me. I'm, I'm going to accept what, whatever they accept. And so I'm saying the first group of people, and y'all can talk about it for a minute, because I believe we were all at that level. Well, I shouldn't say that. We were all at that level. I can't believe, you know, I, I, I'm just being real with y'all. I, I, I can't say that I've always been here. But can you guys talk about a time where you were at that point and what was the transition? You know, I don't know, Carl, if there was a point where you, and you, you may never have just worked for money. 
But but I want to know wh- where you guys were when you were like, yeah, oh, I remember right. that time when I just worked for money. And then see, tell me, what was the transition like? What happened and made you see like, yo, this ain't where it's at right here? Oh, well, I, I wasn't making any money. You know what I'm saying? I was <laughs> right. in it for the money. Right. Right. Oh, I wasn't making nothing. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? I'm being for yeah. real. I, I was, you know, I think back to when I worked at the call center. I was literally there trying to make it. I wasn't passionate about it. I couldn't stand it. I was working there to make money, and I wasn't, I mean, I made money, but I wasn't making a lot of money, so um, I think for me, once I figured out that I could go somewhere else and make more money, I mean, I was gone, you know, at the first chance I got, but I, I understand what you're saying. You're saying the lowest level is when you just work for the check and the check alone? Yeah, absolutely. Everything, I mean, anything. You go to school, and you just going for the grades. You know what I'm saying? Like everything you do, you're literally doing it because there's no personal that, interest at all. Right. That you know, external it, boy. It, it, it's just all, okay, somebody dropped me off at school because I'm going because mama wanted me to go. Okay, um, I'm in a summer right, so program. Let me ask you, I guess the question is, are, are you saying that's a bad thing? I'm, I'm saying if you want to be great and you want to live life to its fullest, it's a terrible thing. I guess I got you. I'm just thinking about somebody who works a job and takes, you know, doesn't necessarily love it, but, you know, they just kind of, but I guess, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're saying to get to that next level. I'm saying, I don't know if you know anybody see that's just going to work every single day and they have no real desire to be there, no passion for the work that they're doing. I don't know if you can say you want to sit down with that person and they just talking about, man, I'm just loving life. I'm enjoying my life to the fullest. What they're saying is I'm getting by. Like, and there's some people getting by. They are. They, they, they are able to pay their, their bills. But, but they're not sitting back saying, whew, what a life. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I always dreamed of. This is what I always wanted. Or I'm here and I'm satisfied. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that life. But I'm saying if you're a person who is saying like, yo, uh, if you listen to this podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not many people listening to this podcast who just like want to be average. I'm sure that the 90% of the people who are listening or at least parents who are making their kids listen they're listening because their their hope is that something would spark in their child and it would take them to the next level. So again, I'm not disrespecting nobody. I'm just saying I remember when I was just going to school because somebody dropped me off or because I wanted to give my mom these grades or I was working at McDonald's just because I needed a check. And I remember making that transition. Go for it, Josh. I was just going to say, I, I think, and to Carl's point about the exposure, I think that I think the ultimate currency in life is happiness. And so I think we're talking about maybe two different, two different people here. Because, Carl, if someone, we've all been to a service-based uh, business, McDonald's, Delta on the phone, and you're talking to someone, and you can tell they're passionate about being there. You can tell whether they're there for five years or they're there for 20 years. That's where they want to be. And then you're talking about people with what he's saying, where they're, they're getting a job and they're working. Um, but if you come across people, you can tell people that are passionate about what they're doing. But but. The other thing that I've learned, E, and you see people all the time in your keynotes for companies, but passionate people are just passionate. People, when you set your habits, you just become more of what you are. So depressed people become more depressed. Happy people become happier. It doesn't, it, the, the, the change in job or the change in opportunity actually isn't the change. The change in you is the change. And as long as you don't change, you just go back to that same type job because if you come and work for a new company, they're eventually going to just push you out. Or what I realize with most people is if they don't develop and they don't come along the way, and, and, and we've said this at Take Control, 
you either grow grow up or you grow out of the opportunity. And most people end up leaving on their own because they just feel so awkward being around high-level people. It just feels mm. eerie to them. They don't perform. So they just want to get away and go around other people that don't perform so they can measure up and be at the top of the totem pole of low-performing people. Man, what is that? Is it ego? Yeah, I think it's ego. I think, I think, it's, I think you realize when, when you get around people, if you're going to run with... with uh, e, with you, Carl, with C, with me, you're going to realize how much work it is. There's no, there's, no, there's no clock. And that doesn't mean that we're on all the time, 24-7. But you're always willing to do what needs to be done. And you're always trying to take things to the next level. And when people take an opportunity, they say, I want the opportunity, they get in and they realize how much work is attached with it and how much pain and growth they're going to have to have to get there along the way. And I just believe people to go, this doesn't feel good. It's kind of like going to the gym the first couple times. They go the first couple times, it hurts, and they don't want to come back. So they just make an excuse why they can't. You know, I pull my hammy, my foot hurts, right? Slipped a disc in my back. Oh, my goodness. All the stuff that they want to say, but it really just comes down to it hurt the first couple times because you haven't done it for a while. And I think when you get in a new environment and you try to stretch yourself and you realize how, how much work you have to put in, and when you're around lower-performing people, there's no barometer, so you actually have this fake sense of how good you are at life. And then all of a sudden you get around people that actually are good at life. And you go, well, I'm nowhere near that. I want to go back and feel like I'm good at life. All these people that patted me on the back and said, good job. Yeah, and I guess, Josh, I'm just trying to figure out, I, I agree with you 100%. I'm just trying to figure out the, like, the little blip in the radar because the goal is to help people, right? And so there's one group who gets exposed to that and goes, man, I'm ready, and they level up and they do their thing and they go to the next level because they're like, man, I'm finally exposed to this iron sharpens iron, let's go, let's get to that next level. And then you got that other group that shies away. What is that one missing chromosome that allows one group to say, I love this, and I'm gonna you know, level up, go to that next level, or and, and the other group that just goes, Okay, cool. I'm I'm just gonna stay away from that because uh, it's too much. Like, what is yeah, the missing ingredient know. that's needed in order to get people from one side to the other? Yeah, I would. I'll well, let I think he what, answered it, that. Oh, I yeah. Say, I think I think yeah. Going back to what Carl said, this is where I probably would agree with vision. You know what I'm saying? And again, like I said, I already I already know I'm about to get joked. But my transition, I remember my transition, Carl was. <laughs> Thanks for I the setup. Going, <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was going to school, like for real, bro. I, I had left home. I didn't have to go to school. You know, I, I was homeless, and I remember going to school every day, getting there on time. You know, what I'm saying like going to every class. You know, and, and pretty much, you know, what I'm saying my parents had raised me well, so I wasn't, you know, a kid that was going to be on the block selling dope and doing all of that. So I was literally like, you know, still being obedient. Went to class, did my thing. I remember my boy Bob, you know, Bob used to pick me up sometime from school. It's back in the day, it was like the Mustang 5.0, you know, um, they had the, you know, the Escort, you know, 5.0 tricked out, the Samarus, uh, uh, what was that, the uh, <laughs> Suzuki, and they had the, they, you know, you put the sound system in the back, and Bob would come scoop me with new clothes on the whole nine, and he'd be like, E, what are you doing? And I was like, what you mean what I'm doing? He's like, why are you still going to school? And I was like, what you mean while I'm still going to school? He's like, bro, you ain't doing nothing. He was like, you failing. Like, you getting D's and F's. And he was like, I ain't trying to be funny. Like, I ain't trying to tell you to drop out. But what I'm telling you is you're doing the exact same thing that the A student doing. You're doing the exact same thing the B student doing, and you ain't getting nothing for it. 
Are you going to class every day? You ain't here from 8 to 3.30 and you failing. You ain't about to go to college on this trajectory. Like you ain't, I don't know why you keep coming. And I guess for me, I had to just really think about it. I eventually dropped out. I had to think about it. I was like, yo, why am I coming? And I was like, Thanks, yo, you Bob. Could- that was a great motivational talk from Bob. <laughs> it was. <laughs> right. And I was like, and I think that 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 day, that like experience changed my life because I realized I was only going to school because of my parents. Like that was the only reason I was going. And I had never really like fessed up and, and became tr- like real with myself. And I was like, yo, you, you know what, Bob? I'm not going to do it. But what it also did for me when I was working at McDonald's said to me, like, yo, why are you coming in here and putting in this effort? And 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 like, I'm, I'm talking about, bro, I was working at McDonald's. I wasn't playing. Like, I, I was I was like, there was times that they would, like, let the young people go and just have me on the grill by myself. And I sat there on the grill one day, and I said to myself, like, yo, E, even if you blow this out, you know, if you become the best of the best, best case scenario for you is you're going to be a manager over a couple stores, and you're going to be in Detroit, on the worst sides of Detroit, with all this fighting, shooting, and whatever. I was like, yo, E, you don't want to do that. So I was like, yo, E, you putting in the effort. It's what Bob told you. He was right. You putting in the effort finally. But if you put in all this effort, what is it going to get you? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go take this GED and go to college. And I don't know that I will be as good in college that I am on this grill. But I do know that this grill ain't going to take me. Like, I'm talking about I could be the best. It's like... Again, no disrespect to my Detroit Lion fans, but it's like being Barry Sanders and being the best running back to probably ever play the game and know that the best chance you got is to make it to like maybe win one playoff game. You feel me? It's like you put in all that work. So for me, Bob was the one that changed me. And Bob said to me, like, you got to look at the effort you putting in and is the effort you putting in going to take you anywhere in life or is it going to leave you where you are? And so that was my transition to say, you know what, bump this. I'm not going to be coming to school every day. And I'm talking to some student out there and you are going to school every day. You're in the eighth grade, you're in the fifth grade and you do have to go to school. Like it makes absolutely no sense to go to school, to do your homework, to take the test and still come up short. And I'm not telling you you got to get all A's. But what I am telling you is. It doesn't make sense if there's an A student there who's getting A's, if there's a student who's getting B's doing very well, and you going to the same class they're going to, put like spending the same amount of time, you got to do the same homework, you got to do the same quizzes, you got to do the same tests, you got to do the same projects, you got to go on the same field trips, you got to do exactly what they're doing, and you coming up with D's and F's, not because you're not capable of getting A's, but just because you're there because your mama wants you there, your daddy wants you there, and you're not there. And again, same thing. It doesn't make sense to be working at, and maybe it does, and I'm the, I'm the fool. But when I go shopping, I, I'm tired of going to restaurants and stores and whatever. I'm tired of going there for a service, and the people who are there don't want to be there. And 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 I'm like, yo, oh, you t- you're you, you killing my experience. I'm saying hmm. you're killing my experience. Why why are you here? I'm coming here to purchase something. I'm coming like I've gone to these high-end stores. I walk in, ain't nobody saying nothing to me. And it's like once you find out that I might buy something, then you interested. I'm just like, yo, I'm tired. I'm tired of being in this country, bruh, and going to these service-oriented spots and don't nobody want to work. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by you going to work, Carl. And all you want to do is get paid. Well, I guess paid. That's, that's, that's the point. It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because right. mm-hmm. you're there. 
for a reason. You know, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying everybody, you know, service-oriented, but if you're in a position like that, like yesterday, I had a meeting over in Buckhead, parked my car on the ramp. I'm leaving out. The girl who's sitting in the ticket booth, like, I, I, I like, like, she doesn't even say hello, doesn't even make eye contact, nothing. Like, she got her cell phone in her hand. I, like, hand her the ticket. She, like, doesn't even look, takes a ticket. I'm like, all right, thank you. Have a nice day. Just nothing. I'm sitting there like, yo, are you in this opportunity because you're not handling your business or were you not? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but, but I'm see, not sure like which but, one it is, or you got in the opportunity and then just got stuck. Like I don't know if if you were always like, did the job sour you? Did life sour you? Like I don't know. And I do think people are capable of more. And I think to Josh's point, e, we're getting somewhere now. You can kind of talk about it because you did go put yourself in that uncomfortable environment. For you, right. a GED student going to Oakwood, which is a you know high level academic institution. Especially in terms of the, you know, the 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 faith and who, the people type of people who were coming to the school and how educated they were, talk about being in that uncomfortable environment and how it may have put you at some unease. Like Josh talked about being around high level people who knew more, who may have had better clothes, who may have had you know a, a richer you know experience growing up. How did that affect you, and how were you able to kind of you know boss up and get to where you needed to get to? <laughs> Hey, After just 12 about, years. Yeah, I just thought about <laughs> I just thought about you know something, what I'm saying? No question. Hey, can you call I, it bossing up after 12 years? Well, yeah, you can. like caveat. Yeah. You, well, you know what? This is what I always tell people. No, you can't call that bossing up. But because I got, I went and got my master's degree right after it, oh, there you it go. make it there look like go. I was bossing up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, he must have been. You know what I'm saying? The first team forfeited. Well, what's and we wrong with a 12-year boss up? <laughs> well, because like Carl said, I wasn't in school some of the months, so I wasn't really bossed up. You know what I'm saying? I was that's doing what, some hey, that's stuff. The, by the way, yeah. that is the funniest part about East saying it took him 12 years to get a four-year uh, four degree because everybody just assumes he was there. He just like failed. straight 12 years, <laughs> taking like half a credit a semester. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know what that, I thought that's about? That's like a credit a semester. Uh, probably a half a credit, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought about, though, man, before I, I talk about that, and I already know, you know, Josh, where I'm going to go, but I was thinking about, you know, the adverse. So, you know, I, my, my man, I told my dentist I was going to kiss her in the mouth, bro. I had to go to, I don't know, I, I started going to the dentist when I started working for the school district. And um, I remember, man, this is spooky, bro. I remember I get, like, every time I go to the dentist, I have high blood pressure. They like, you're, 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 we did your blood pressure, and it's so high. I'm like, yo, because I'm scared, right? But I remember <laughs> when I first started going to the dentist, and I told her the other day, I was like, I'm going to kiss you in your mouth. Hey, I, how many times, seriously, how many times have you been to the dentist in the last? I go three times a year. I go oh, three times no, a year. Oh, no, Come I on, promise I do. I called like you three times in the last week you was at the dentist Oh, no, time. you went twice last week. You remember something happened or something? <laughs> No, yeah, no, so what happened though. was, yeah. I got my teeth done. <laughs> I texted you the other day. He, he, I, you're at the dentist yeah. so much. I texted you the other day. You, I mean, I called you. You didn't answer. You texted me back. You said, at the dentist, LOL. <laughs> yeah, so what happens is, I go, I go three times. I go once a quarter, right? So I do the deep clean, and then I do... Well, they, I'm supposed to do the regular and the deep clean. I, I just decide twice I'm just going to do the deep clean. But what happened, when I first started going to the dentist, I don't know, this was like... 2003, um, maybe a little bit before that, I realized that, you know, I had a gum disease 
because I hadn't been going or whatever. And so when they would do my measurements, I didn't know. But it's like you're supposed to be like at one. They, they would be like four, four, five, six, four, four. And I was like, what in the world? You know, so my doctor was like, yo, you're going to have to go to a specialist, get the deep clean boy. So, I, you know, I, I started doing what, you know, he told me to do. And I, like I said, eventually I got to the point where I was like, I'm going to do the deep clean, you know, more than once a year. And uh, man, I promise you, man, I'm telling y'all, when C talks about the difference between a generalist and a specialist, y'all, I'm telling you, I, she, I'm sure she charges way more, you know, than it, what it costs to go, you know, just to get my teeth clean and a, you know, a cavity checkup. But she was doing my measurements the other day. So what I have to do that's different than most people, I have to do an exam regularly so that I, I go one day, they do x-rays, you know, and then I have to come back and, I, you know, I do the actual cleaning. And man, I'm telling you, she did it the other day. She was like, two, 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 one, 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 two, three, two, 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 one. I, bruh, I almost, <laughs> bruh, when I tell you I've had anxiety over the years, it I'm like, because. It brought you back to life. Uh, bruh, I'm, I'm not, and it costs. But she has brought me back to life. And like I said, depending oh, on what you do. don't cover all them visits, huh? No, bro. It's like, okay, you had yeah. the dentist three times a week, bro. We can't Yeah, we can't that. do that. Can't yeah, we can't. Because you got your kids, you got your wife. Like, we can't do that. <laughs> bro, I promise you, when I saw, listen to, I'm a grown man, bro. I've seen, over the years, I've seen us go from five, six to three. But when she was like, two, 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 one, 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 two, I was like, Yo, this is a specialist. And, and I told her, I was like, yo, you brought my teeth back to life. And she was like, yeah, but you had to do your part too. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm sure I wasn't doing my part to the level <laughs> that you're doing your part. You know, so I, 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 I do want to tell, you know, people that are out there for real, when you get to her level and you are able to, you know, be a specialist and take somebody from a five to a two to a one, like for real, your paper is different. You know what I'm saying? And like, she's not working as hard and as much you know, I'm sure as everybody else. But to Josh's point, man, when I went to college, I think that was the first time I saw people who were doing, who were operating at a level of excellence because they wanted to. Like that was the first time I was around hundreds of people who could sing and they wanted to, could play the instruments they wanted to, you know, who were doing speeches because they wanted to, you know, and I, and I was around finally um, like a LeBron. And, and people talk about when they practice with LeBron, just how, like, they're like, like, I've heard people say before, it was like, well, I played for this team and we did practice. But when I got to Cleveland, I started practicing with LeBron. Like, I realized that practice was on a whole nother level. And so when you look at a LeBron, his practice, the fact that he's spending $1.5 million on his, on his health, that's why this kid can play 80-something games. And, bro, what blew my mind is, look, not only has he played 80-something games, I looked at his career, he hadn't missed a lot of games you know, throughout these years. And he's playing at a higher, I'm saying he's playing at the highest level that I've probably ever seen him play. And so I got in an environment like that where people wanted to be doctors and lawyers. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is the spooky part. When you're hanging with people, bruh, I, listen to me. I start hanging with high school dropouts and I love my boys. Like this ain't no, um, this ain't no attack on their character. Great people just didn't, you know, growing up in Detroit, just didn't see the value of school. And I promise you, every day that I would hang out with my boys who was a high school dropout, I, I was that much closer to dropping out. I'm just being real. I had gotten to a point in my life where I wasn't really hanging out with nobody that was like on their way to graduation and go to college. Like none of my friends had gotten letters other than sports 
like just average dudes. Nobody had gotten a letter of acceptance to no major university. And so I was like, you know what? Eventually, every day I hung out with them, I became that. But when I got to college and I started running with dudes that wanted to be lobbyists, D Green right now in D.C. doing that. My boy Skip worked for, wanted to work for his family company. He's doing that right now. You know what I'm saying? Pucky wanted to be a preacher. He's doing that right now. Eric Walsh wanted to be a doctor. He's in California practicing right now. You feel me? So when I started hanging out with people like that, Josh, and I started seeing their level of excellence and they had dreams and they had goals, it's something about being a human. Just it kicked in like, oh, y'all hunting? I'm hunting. And I think that was the difference, see, that I've, I've finally gotten from a place of my mom dropped me off and I had to go to school to Yo, I'm in an environment where school is cool and you get you get street cred for going to class and, and you looked at as somebody, you know what I'm saying, popular. That was the first time I kind of switched it and was like, yeah, I need to go ahead and start taking maybe not my academics like in class serious, but my craft as a speaker. When I was 19, I started speaking. And if I didn't do anything else, I was reading books, you know, listening to tapes and really working on my public speaking skills, and yeah, eventually, uh, like but C the said, environment can years, be intimidating, right? Because hey, hey, so, so Josh, me, for you, I guess, yeah, let me, uh, yeah, let, let me, let me set it uh, up, and then yeah. I'll let you take it, Josh. Yeah. But for you, it, you know, there was a time when you know you were an entrepreneur, even after you had a lot of success, and then you went to a big corporate company, and you have to sit in these rooms with you know Harvard MBAs and people with you know. Carnegie Mellon degrees and all kind of stuff. And and I'm, I'm imagining that was an intimidating environment. How did you rise to the occasion in that situation and, and you know, take it to that next level? Yeah, I think, uh, well, just one thing to piggyback off E2 really quick before I get into that. I think the difference of what E is saying, if I could just sum it up in a sentence, is E went from an environment where he would be the only one doing something and then put himself in an environment that if he wasn't successful, he'd be the only one not doing anything. You know, think about the difference in that when you're around a group of friends and, and achieving something that's not that great, but you're still the only one doing something is going to feel great because you're the, you're the king, you're the king of, of not greatville. But then you get in this other environment, Oakwood. And you, that's they, a nice bill, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, hey, that's a well, nice Is it bill. better to be the king of not Greatville or a peasant of Greatville? Yeah, I'd rather be a peasant of Greatville. I'll tell you, I'd rather be a peasant of Greatville because I at least get to see mm. what's out there. Because here, here's yeah, the thing, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the success hack of, of all of this, because E will give you, what E just said is so, is so perfect. But if you want to be successful, you know, one of my favorite movies is The Pursuit of Happiness. And, and the reason why I love that movie so much is not the feel-good story of the movie, it's because there's so many little lessons in Chris Gardner's story. And one of the lessons is, when you get a chance, don't add any stress to the people around you. So when you get, when you get invited into into the world of performers, don't add any stress. Chris Gardner just grinded out. He never, there was not a scene in the movie where he went in and begged for a job. There wasn't. You watch him grind for results. And then the other thing you can always do, you can always do when you're around high performers is make them more successful. So make them more successful and they'll bring you up the ladder. They'll take you along because they're a little bit ahead of you. And if you can be no stress and you worry about helping other people become successful more than you worry about yourself, you'll always be invited for that ride. But Man, that's such a rarity. Is I swear. You know what's crazy, Josh? I feel like we say this and talk about it all the time, and then every single week we look at each other and just go, wow, 
You know what I mean? Like somebody got to do something extra or they got to be, you know, a little over the top or they got to be adding stress. And it's just like, wow, like if, if, if at least the people listening could understand what Josh is saying, like, yo, you so thirsty for an opportunity. You so thirsty for a check that it clouds your judgment of what you should be doing. And so, and, and the crazy part about it is, and I guess, I don't know, I, I'll say this for myself and you guys can maybe chime in. It's almost like when, you, when you're when you at a certain level, and I'm not saying I'm not saying we blew up to the point where we're whatever, but to whatever level of success you think we achieved, I think people who are trying to get to that level do things that may be a little sideways but because they think that we don't recognize it. You know what I mean? Like, Almost, all, oh, he's at this level. He not even, he's not even going to peep if I do this or if I do that. And I'm like, yo, I cannot tell you how glaringly obvious it is when you're trying to be extra. I don't know if anybody else wants to add anything. I'll just, I'll just add one more. Does that make sense? Yeah, one more success hack for everyone out there. Don't have an angle. Don't do something yeah. with an angle. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. Don't have an angle. Yeah. Just do it to do it. But if you're doing it for an outcome that you think you can control, that's called an angle. Do it because do it because you want to help. Do it be look. I can I can tell you this. I can tell you this, one hundred percent certainty that if you guys called me today on the phone and said, "Hey, Josh, we love you, but we're done with this motivational speaking. He's going to go uh, live on an island and and um, and retire, and we're done." Which may be true, by which the way. May, yeah. <laughs> but, but what I tell you is there, there, there's zero there is zero angle here. Mm. We big, big hug and we'd say, "Okay, when are we going to meet up and do dinner?" Let's chat. We'd still chat, checking on each other's family. There is zero angle, and people, people work these relationships. And it's amazing to me, CJ, how long people will work to get their angle. That's the part that always blows me away. They can get 75% there, and eventually they reveal themselves because they do something, and you go, oh, that's what it was the whole time. Oh, that's what it was. It could be years. But then something happens, you go, mm. oh, that's what it was the whole time. The one thing ruins years of goodwill because you always had an mm. angle. You had your own outcome, not the outcome of everybody. You had your own thing you so, wanted out of this relationship, and it blows the whole thing up. Yep, you talk about that because you are at a different level now. And I think, I, seriously, address what I said, because I think, and I'm around you all the time, so I know, and I'll see people do little things here and there, and they honestly, they think because E.T.'s so high in the clouds and just living his best life, which you are, they think that you don't recognize when they're right. being, you know, when they're doing or, you know, having that angle or, right, you know what right, I mean? I think they think right. that you're not, like, you're, you're incoherent when it comes to that. No, I don't think, I don't think they know that, I don't think, I, okay, let me not say everybody, see, but I think there are a large number of people, again, Josh, I use the term, I like what you said, the angle, Josh, but I use the working for money. I think when you're working for something, you get so clouded uh, with you because you're working for money or you're working for, you know, like whatever that self-interest is that you don't even see that you're working for that self-interest. So when you start dealing with me, you're dealing with me as, like I always say, this is funny, when I when I hear I'm in a conversation with certain men and they're talking about a certain thing and they say, yo, we all do that. And I'm like, okay, be careful. I may do it. It doesn't mean we all do it because I do it. But, but they talk to me as if I'm doing what they doing. And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not trying to be funny. I have my sins, but I'm not on that. Like, that's something that you're doing. But they couldn't even phantom see that I wouldn't be doing that because that's their world. 
So, so because it's their world, that's all they know is their world. So I think when some people come at me on an angle, they are so focused on blowing up. They're so focused on whatever it is they think that I can do to help them to get to another level that they're not really conscious of, yo, this is an angle, Josh. Like, I don't know that they know it's an angle. You know what I'm saying? It's just a part of who they are. And that's why I say you have to get from that lowest level of doing stuff for self-interest, whether it be money or grades or affirmation, whatever it is. And I had to talk with my son, I don't know, about it's six so months ago. when I got bills due, though. You know, but but that's so what I'm trying to explain when I got, to when you. I got bills due, when I got well, grocery money, I yeah, got to yeah. get. But, it's so but I, hard. But what I'm trying to tell you is, so so when Josh came, the reason why I, when Josh was like, you know, he wants to come work with us, I'm just being real. For me, Josh, it wasn't a situation, and, and there's nothing wrong with taking a company to another level financially. Like that's what you do. That wasn't really what I was about. What I was about was, yo, Josh has had some experience in corporate. And because he's been there, like you said, Josh, you may be 342 steps ahead of me when it comes to this lane. So for me, I was like, yo, I don't even have to go through it. I, I don't know if I've ever asked Josh questions about money, but I'll give you guys an example. One of the things Josh did when he came on was say, you know, Eric, you need to look at your hiring practice and you need to look at your overall, you, you need to look at your overall philosophical beliefs about corporations and how your human resources play into that. So for me, I was like, okay, so what, what do I do? And it was like, yo, you, you can't hire people and, and, and use this particular um, pay philosophy. This is probably the best way to do it. I, I never fought it. I wasn't like, bro, don't tell me what to do. I've already run a company. And so my thing is, if you do have bills to pay, if you are in the weeds, you can't see yourself through. Let somebody who, who've already moved a cheese, you feel me? Let the dude that already moved his cheese, who, who, who left station A a long time ago, let that dude tell you, yo, if you ever wanna get to a point where you not living in the weeds no more, you have to stop doing what you're doing just for money. And you gotta find a purpose, you feel me? And it was so funny, uh, Josh, just to be transparent, I was talking to my son, it's probably about six months ago, maybe three months ago, I don't know, but he was starting to work on the camps that we we're about to do. And he made a statement, like he was grinding, handling his business, bro. And he said something like, man, dad, I just felt a little pressure, which I don't have a problem with pressure. But I was like, why you feel pressure? And he told me. And one of the things he said, Josh, was like, dad, I want to make you proud. And I stopped him in his tracks, Josh, and was like, yo, bro, you're 22 years old. Like, I'm not trying to be funny and don't take this the wrong way. You don't owe me jack. Like, don't ever do nothing for me. Now, don't get it twisted. You, I get what you're saying. Like, you, you know, you understand the legacy and you want to continue in that legacy. But what I felt a little bit, Josh, was I'm doing this because, and I don't know if it sounds right, Josh, but like it was a little bit beyond I want to make you proud of me because it was pressure. And I was like, yo, if you feel pressure, something wrong with that. You shouldn't be feeling no pressure. You know what I'm saying? Like to make me happy. And it was one of those conversations where it was like, yo, bub, like, yo, for real, you respectful kid. I remember you at eight. I remember when you played football and you got a fumble and you look at me when, when you run a touchdown. But I'm saying like, you grown now. Like, you don't owe me nothing, bruh. You doing this for you. You doing this so you can wake up and have something to go hunt and then feel good about yourself when you lay your head down at night. And so if there's one thing, man, I could stress is you have to get to the point 
where if nobody ever CJ gave you a certificate for what you did or nobody kept stats like that's kind of what I felt about Barry Sanders and why I loved him so much. Not disrespecting some of the other running backs that lived in his time. But I always felt like if Barry didn't get his yards calculated, if he didn't get awards, I always felt like Barry would do it anyway. I just felt like he loved football so much. I mean, which is so evidence much. by the fact that he retired and could have broke right. the record. Yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah. Yeah, whereas other dudes, and I'm not saying they they wrong for it. I'm just saying I just think it's a different, you know, way of doing things. But it's like every touchdown is a celebration. Every touchdown is the ball. Every time it's, you know, it, it's it's like look at me, look at me. And I just respect Barry because Barry was like, yo, I don't care who watching, who here, who ain't here. I'm doing this for me. And I just feel like Josh, when you shift over to that. And you go to the place of, like, I'm doing this so I can feel good about myself, so I can feel good as a human, knowing that I'm contributing to the world. I just feel like you get a different energy level. You get a different focus. And that focus is, is, is able to take you to a place where being selfish and self-centered in the wrong way can't take you. Yep, and I believe it also allows you to have the time in the game to figure out what's going on. I mean, yeah. you get in there and you get around high-level people, so Boog... Is a, is a great example. He's around. He's, he gets to be around high level people. That's worth more than that's worth more than money right now. Absolutely. He gets to watch people, yeah. and so then he gets to figure out for himself. His brain gets to take the time to marinate and figure out how he wins. And as he gets around these people, he'll realize they're not that smart. They're not that talented. Because mm. when you when you first get in that environment, you look at everyone and you're just oh, blown man. away. Everyone the seems speed is quick. They, no, <laughs> it's, like, it's like my first already, college and, practice. Yeah. yeah, it's like my first college practice. I got there. And I swear the ball just went. Mm. I remember calling home to my boys and saying, I'll never be able to play at this level. Two weeks later, the game was slow. You just got mm. in the environment. And, and, and so, you know, E, I agree with that 100%. But C, to your point, we were saying, hey, it's hard. I need to pay my bills. I have groceries. I have kids. What I'm going to tell everyone that's listening is you will never advance to the level outside of that if, if you don't get above it if you don't try to have an angle yeah. you, you can't yeah. you will have to start do you know how long it takes to build high level relationships e we've known each other for almost seven years now yeah you know long it takes to build a real relationship with someone hmm. not so so if you want to be on high level people you have to start that process all over again and do you know how draining and tiring that well, is to well, try Josh, to find... let me ask you this and just be real yeah okay so what if i say to you i've seen people do it the sneaky way I've seen people do it the angled way oh, no question. and have a ton of success and they look like they're doing better than me. So you guys are telling me to be this upstanding citizen with great character and morals, but I see people at my job snaking people, flying by me, getting promotions, back talking, backstabbing, you know, having an <laughs> angle, kissing butt, and they getting the promotion and they driving the Bentley and I'm sitting back here trying to be Mr. Nice Guy and I'm getting passed up. Yeah, no, that's, so that, that's a great point. The, the question is, is what, is what is your measure of success? And is, if your measure of success is money, if your value system is based on money and getting ahead and egos and titles, then in that world, you're winning. What I'm telling you, you're probably not like that if you're listening to this podcast. Look, we are capitalists on this podcast. We got we, some savages listening. To yeah, okay, so, but let me, let me say this, CJ. Let me say this, because we, we do business all day long, CJ. We are capitalists in this company. Mm -hmm. We make money mm -hmm. in this company. We grind hard. We look for the right opportunities. So we, so we, there is a different way that you can have success than if what you're saying is, 
Because what, what you said was taking advantage. I heard taking advantage, working hard, suppressing others, uh, um, taking shortcuts, and getting ahead. If that is your value system, you can always find that. But, but you still have to go in an environment that even allows you to play at that high of a level. And you're not going to get in that environment by staying at, at, the lower, at the lower level of jobs. You still have to get in an environment. And right. that environment is going to stretch you and be uncomfortable as well. That's still a jump for most people to even get in that environment and have a chance. What happens with most people is why I said earlier. They get in that environment and they get around it for a minute and, and it's really cool. And it's fun because you get in these cars for the first time, you hop in that Rolls Royce, you fly in the private jet for the first time, and I've done all of that. And you, you do all that for the first time, and then after a while, it's just another plane ride. Yeah, it's just a car, man. Yeah. It's just a wow, car. That's yeah. why I'm not, I have, I've done none of that. I see. Hey, when you guys first started traveling, and you went from the, when you went from money from the Spirit from Airline, the I'm machine, sorry. Bleep yeah. that. Yeah, bleep that. Yeah. Bleep the spirit airline yeah. with no reclining yeah. seats. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. But now, but now egos, egos now, and a hotel room is a hotel room. When you, when you get into it, it now serves a purpose. So E has certain mm-hmm. hotel rooms it, because it's about being comfortable. It's about having certain needs in their lifestyle so that he can perform at a high level. But a hotel room is a Absolutely. hotel room. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. So you're make saying keys. me and Carl don't need to perform at a high level? <laughs> <laughs> at the highest level that you can right now. <laughs> uh, I, I, I too would be a great motivational speaker if I had no an doubt. insider. You know insider. what I'm saying? <laughs> if I just had to spend my whole day focusing on a fire message and not how to park my car in the parking deck. <laughs> but but C, CJ, as the newest person, uh, the newest person on this team on this podcast right now, I just want to I want to challenge. Certain thinking, and I want to say what you guys have is what most people, what you guys have created is what most people would die for. And that is think how long you've been doing this together through thick and thin. When you find people that are having a ton of success, with the next time you see them, they're usually surrounded by three or four different people, a new team. Well, Carl barely made it, Josh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Carl, Carl's been on the brink of death many a day. Yeah. But you're talking 11, 11 years of being together. And you know what? When you get together or, or see when my phone rings and people are talking to me or you about business, we don't even have to be on the call together. We know we have each right. other's backs. It doesn't even, it doesn't yeah. even, you don't, and people would die for that. They literally would die for yeah, it peace. because when you see people, yeah. peace. That's and loyalty yeah. and friendship, yeah. mm. all the yeah. stuff, all the stuff. And so you see these people and I'm not saying everybody, there are people that have a ton of success and have a ton of peace. You can have it all. I'm yeah. not saying it's either or, but what I'm saying is when you're doing it for money, when you're doing it to impress, when you want to drive the fancy car to show people, when people come for money, they will leave for money. That's the only thing you can mm. offer them. So they'll come for money, they'll leave for money, and then you're stuck starting over. And it's just hiring, and it's basically building up new friends. And that's why you see celebrities and famous athletes all the time talk about people that took advantage of them. Because the only conversation they ever had was about money. And when the money was gone, Mm. or the fame was gone, and the lights turned off, they didn't want to be around. They wanted to go find someone else that was still in that game. Wow. Mm. Yep. Yeah, you know know what's so... keep, Keep the haters away, E. Yeah, you know what's so fu- funny though, Josh, when you talk about, man, you know, again, what C is saying, and I, and I haven't done it, C, so I can't act like I'm an expert on it, but I can only imagine when you snaking people and stuff, I can't imagine that that could last 30 years. You know, I can't imagine that you could stay at the same company for 25 years, snaking people and being dishonest and being disloyal. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't imagine that that life, you know, is the triple-double life, you know, that you're 
You, you know what I'm saying? That you have a whole bunch of healthy relationships. I, maybe you can and still snake people and be dishonest, but I just don't see, I don't see it. But Josh, something happened on the other day, man. I, it's a song, man, what you do for love, <laughs> what you do mm. for love. Um, mm. Jalen's working on this camp, right? And uh, he's got the four cities lined up, Atlanta, Houston, Detroit, and Chicago. And as he was, he finished everything pretty much yesterday. And I, you know, and I was looking at the gaps. And so he was like, dad, I need to make sure that the coaches, the people that we bring to support the kids, you know, are high level. Because at the end of the day, while this is about character and academics, you know, it's a basketball camp, you know, and we want skill, you know, individuals there. And I was like, I got you, son. So he's like, in each city, I want it to be different. So let's not like hire, you know, a group and we bring them to every city. I want, you know, like if we're in, you know, whatever city, Chicago, I want people there that people are, you know, familiar with. And I, I'm just going to be real. I was on a, I was on a plane with Drummond the other day. We were leaving Atlanta. I mean, we were leaving LA and shout out to Drummond with the Pistons. Um, I was, me and Didi was like waiting to get on the plane and the way they have it in um, LA is like, you know, depending on what class you are, they break it up in classes. Now they never used to do that at Delta, but I've noticed now it's almost like Southwest where it's like zone one, zone two, zone three, whatever. So I was in my little zone and Drummond, you know, he came up to me. He's like, what up ET? I was like, what's up, bro? And you know, he, I don't know how tall he is, but he tall. You know what I'm saying? That's all I know. Oh. I don't, I don't know the number. Call but Josh. Yeah, he tall. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's tall. Cause Josh six, eight, six, nine. So he must be 6'10 or something like that. And so we chopped it up a little bit. It was late. It was a red eye flight. So when we got on our flight, I know he a celebrity, so I'm not, you know what I'm saying? He trying to be, you know, low key for real, because people going to bother him. We're going back to Detroit. So I didn't say a whole lot to him. Uh, but then when I got, you know, yesterday, I called him like, yo, can you come? You know, we, we, Detroit is one of the spots. Can you come to the D? And I just was tripping on like, you know, just the fact that when you do things the right way, I've actually built relationships with guys, Josh, that I have never. Now, Drummond is different. You know, when we were at the All-Star game a few years ago, I actually went to his booth, got my poster signed, whatever. We chopped it up. I do stuff for, you know, the Pistons from time to time. But there are kid, people that I don't know, Josh. But to your point, I work uh, in Chicago. I call uh, Moser, who is the head coach for the uh, Loyola uh, Ramblers. And and. I call him, I ain't, bro, I work for him this year, Josh, and you know how I get down. You know, it's a friend of the friend. So I, I looked out and I called him and was like, look, my son coming to Chicago and I'm going to, uh, I want to know if I can get you to come speak to the kids and then bring some of your players, you know, as well. And Josh, he said to me, what's the date? And I said, June 25th and 26th. And he said to me, yo, E, my camp is on the 25th and the 26th. But you give me a time mm. and you tell me where and I'll be there. And, wow. I, and I just, man, Josh, I just said to myself, <laughs> like, yo, that's crazy, bro. Like, he was like flat out. My camp's the same time. Then he went on to say this. Yo, E, what's, what ages are you doing? And I told him. He's like, well, I'm not doing that age. I'm doing younger. So if there are any kids in the, in the disadvantaged communities that you think are deserving for an opportunity to be at our camp, you let me know and I'll get them in for free. Wow. And each city, Josh, I'm making phone calls. And Houston, like, oh, yeah, we there, E. NFL and uh, NBA play, like, we there. We got your back. And so in each city, you know, we're going to have uh, people who are skilled in, in particular areas, you know, and people who understand the game 
you know, football, they understand the culture, basketball. This is my son's first one. And like I said, that's why I said what you do for love, because I'm not the dude that's picking up no phone, calling in for no favors. I'm the dude that's going to do the favors, you know. But to your point with not having an angle, Josh, when you don't have an angle and you're just, you know, generally doing it for the for what you say you're doing it for, when you do need something, people don't have a problem helping you. So you don't even have to be deceptive and, you know, like you said, have an angle or you don't even have to do all of that. If you just do the right thing, man, I'm picking up my phone and calling uh, NFL players, NBA players from all over, bruh. And they like, E, we would be honored to come, you know what I'm saying, and support your son in this camp. So for all you guys who are listening, like for real, do the right thing, do it the right way. It is going to take longer, it's the right thing. So a shortcut would be quicker, but you have to understand that a shortcut is quicker. It's like putting food in the microwave. It does cook fast, but this could just be my microwave broke. I don't know, I, you know, we're on a podcast, so I should mess, you know, I should make sure my information is accurate, but I put my food in the microwave and I promise you when I take it out, it only stays hot for about 10 minutes, you know, at, at best. Whereas if I put it in the oven, it may take longer for it to cook, but when it comes out, it's going to be, you know, not only warm for a longer period of time, but it's also going to be, you know, evenly distributed in terms of the heat. It's not like one side is hot, one side is cold. So for those of you who are listening, especially my young people, yes, taking shortcuts, you are going to get there quicker. But the, but the span of it is going to be shorter. And yes, doing it the right way is going to take you longer. But to Josh's point, if we don't mess up, Josh, we could be doing what we're doing right now for the rest of our lives. Well, let me tell you guys about a shortcut that does work. Hello Fresh is a shortcut <laughs> of all shortcuts. Yes, indeed. Uh, with each Hello Fresh box, it's made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients selected from the high-rated, trusted farms. With the Global Eats option, it helps bring authentic international dishes and flavors to home cooks for exciting new meals. The convenient part is that all the ingredients come pre-measured in labeled meal kits. Uh, cooking will become something you actually look forward to when coming from work, all right? Uh, my wife and I have recently done a few of these meals, man. We did the creamy dill chicken, which was amazing. Oh. Also, the sweet potato and black bean tacos that we made. I was feeling like that evil. That joint is one of my favorites. That joint oh, you is had it. Fire. Okay, so, good. Yeah, that one is good. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing. It really was very filling, um, and also just you know I felt super healthy, man. And I cooked it. I'm telling you, it comes pre-packaged, yes, so you don't even like literally. You can uh, Trey can make this stuff, man, and it it tastes great. So. Um, listen, with subscribing to HelloFresh, there are many benefits so you can keep enjoying week after week. All right, get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door each week for less than $10 per serving and free shipping. All right, manage your account easily by choosing your delivery date to match your schedule and pause it when you're on vacation. So sign up today for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter the code SUCCESS30, all right? HelloFresh.com, success30 for $30 off your first week. We're giving you $30 for free. Ain't that something? We do the podcast for you for free and then just give you a free gift. <laughs> so head on over to HelloFresh, man. Check them out. Uh, also, I would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge our other sponsor uh, of this podcast, our, our old faithful, uh, Organifi. Old faithful. All right? this, segment, this segment is also brought to you by Organifi. So here's the deal. To truly thrive in all areas of your life, you cannot ignore the importance of good health. I've learned that firsthand. And for many of us, time is our most valuable asset. That's why I love Organifi Green Juice, an organic superfood green juice powder. 
Just add water to your uh, and get your greens anytime, anywhere. When you invest in your health, you gain more time because you got more energy and more focus throughout the day. And the best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes good. For all our listeners, we have a special deal so you can try it yourself. Use the code SUCCESS at Organifi.com to receive 20% off your order. Again, Organifi.com, that's spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. Use the code SUCCESS to receive 20% off your order, all right? Um, yeah, and shout out to my boy Alex. I went and met with him in, uh, yesterday. That's who I was meeting with in Buckhead, and he was like, bam, just whipped out the Organifi package oh. right there in the office. Sure. Uh, helped for a productive meeting. So uh, shout out to Organifi <laughs> as well. All right, uh, how are we looking time-wise, guys? We got Terrible. quite a few questions here. And also, I want to do, we got a one got to go. All right, we had the listeners ask for one got to go. And so I got a one got to go for you guys. But let's get a couple of these questions in that we've had in the queue for Brother Josh for some time. Uh, real quick, uh, Paul in Minnesota said, Hey, Josh, thank you so much for your insight at the conference in Dallas. My question is for you. I've been... In business, 21 years, and for the most part, it has been with the exact same team, who I love, by the way, but many of them are stuck in their old ways, and it's hard for them to adapt or even see the need to adapt. Business is still good, but I see potential trouble, trouble brewing around the corner if we don't start adapting. How can I teach these old dogs new tricks? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. The, the, um, what I've learned is the longer someone is set in their ways, you know, it kind of goes to the podcast, that what I would say earlier, what we've talked about this entire time, when you're working somewhere, and I'll get to this question, but when you're working somewhere, if you're using it to, and you want to get to the next level, if you're using it to buy time, that's the right thing to do. Give your all-out effort, use it to buy time to get to the next level, but, but be careful because the longer you stay in that environment, the more of a the more of a trap it becomes, and you wake up ten years later and you're in that environment. So the you know through through all the businesses I've worked, CJ, the older someone gets, the more set they are in their ways. So it's, it, the harder it is to reach back and, and make that change. But what I would tell Paul is uh, introduce everybody to new materials, change the routine, change a couple things around the office because. If you continue to do the same stuff, it's just living the same day, it's Groundhog Day. But if you, if you introduce new materials, new books, new videos, um, new motivation, if you introduce them to a new part of the world, let them see what some other competitors or companies that you appreciate, not even competitors in your own industry, or sorry, not even companies uh, in your own industry, companies outside that industry, and you look and see what they're doing, it usually inspires people around you to do better. And so you can do some, you can do some real learning, and Emedge did earlier, with the internet, there's no excuse not to be able to give new information. Nate and Charlotte said, Josh, I was at the Take Control event in Charlotte. Thanks so much for the awesome information. My question is about recruiting. You mentioned that recruiting is the lifeblood of a great company. I feel as if I have a great company with great opportunities, but I've struck out on most of my major recruits. Any suggestions on how I can improve my recruiting, especially since I'm not a super, I'm not super dynamic personality-wise? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's um, so in recruiting and in sales, Facts tell, stories sell. So, so you, can, you can list all the facts. You should come work for me for this, 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 and this. This is what we're trying to do. That's fine, but you need to be able to give a story about what you're trying to do. You need to be able to tell and move people about why you're doing something. If you can be a great storyteller, if you can bring people along and make them see the vision, they'll want to join you. So I, my guess is he's probably great at, at laying out the ABCs of the opportunity. He's probably not great of, of what makes him 
different or where they're trying to go as a company that makes it fun enough or cool enough that people want to jump on and follow him? Uh, last question for Josh, Mike in San Antonio said, Josh, how do you find the right balance of pushing your son and letting him be a child like your son? My son is uh, physically gifted. He's a baseball player. He's 10 years old. And people are telling me to push him even harder, but I don't want him resenting me. Yeah, I lo so I love this question. I have a unique take hmm. um, that most people can't have, and I believe it allows me to be a little more relaxed than most, and that's that I played sports at a pretty high level. And so I've been, I've been through this rodeo. I know there's a long way to go. Um, so, so I believe in challenging Hudson, um, but challenging doesn't mean that, that you're out there verbally abusing and challenging your child. And I see that all the time in sports with kids, but I challenge him and I push him in ways, but the whole thing for me is you need to make it fun. If it's not fun, they're not coming back. Remember a nine-year-old is a baby. That brain is still developing like crazy. So when he swings a golf club or when your son hits a baseball or when they can shoot a basketball, they, they may do it with the form or with the technique that's way beyond their years. But they're still nine years old. And then I also, on the flip side, I have Berkeley, um, who you hear us refer to as Bear, but with Bear, she's gifted in her, in her other areas, but I'm a big believer that it's nature and nurture. And they come out with a certain nature, and my job as a parent is to nurture that. But I want to make sure my kids, especially in the athletic world or their extra endeavors, they never have a childhood they have to recover from. Hmm. That's, That's good information. Yeah. Well. All right, uh, E.T., you're up. Phil in Atlanta said, E.T., I feel everything you say about loving on your wife, and I tried to do that. My mm. question is, how do you love on her <laughs> when, she, when you're upset and when she's hey. upset? Hey, Lotto, this is the second part. He said he tried. Also, he said, also, how do you respond? How do you respond when she's talking to you crazy? Um, what's talking to you crazy? What does that mean exactly? But no, for real, first of all, stop putting, um, you know, a number on it. Because I can tell when he said he tried, it's like I'm going to do it 25 times. And you know what I'm saying? Then it's going to work. Whoa, 25 is a lot, bro. Yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, my man said it's going to work. I stand with yeah. Phil. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 Phil. <laughs> Phil, put, put yourself in a predicament, man, where you, you like, for real, man, we're going to the championship. Like, we're going to win. Like, get that out of your mind. Like, I tried this many times. It's not working. Like, get that out of your mind and just resolve that. Like, yo, as a man, think of so as he. Like, my marriage is going to be fire. Like, it's going to be it's, it's going to be fabulous. My wife and I, we're going to get on one accord. Everything is going to work out. Because for real, man, life is crazy. If you don't, if you don't say it, if you don't believe it, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen. And when you say your wife's talking to you crazy, it's funny, man. Like, yo, these dudes that's on this podcast, like, I really, really listen. You know what I'm saying? And C always talks about, you know, as a male, um, there's certain things that I, can, that I have control of, you know? And it was so funny. Um, Didi and I went out yesterday, and I was, I was taking care of business, see? She was in the store. I was taking care of business, and she wanted me to see a statue, and so you know how they do. See, she called me like, yo, come here and see the statue. Like, I'm like, I'm on a phone call. Like, you just calling me like, stop what you're doing. Come here right now. So I was like, all right, cool. But I hung up the phone, see, and, you know, because I, I was on another call. So I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to come in. And I hung up the phone. And so, of course, when I got in, she's like, you hung up the phone on me? You, you, you uh, 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 whatever Denzel, she, her Denzel uh, voice. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> and uh, I was dying laughing. I was like, no, I ain't hang up. I was, uh, I was on another call. And so she was like, all right. Now I sound like you had like a little baby, little, little baby frustration going on. 
And she was telling the truth. I was like, yo, I ain't going to lie to you. I was because, um, you know, I was on a call. You know what I'm saying? So we, we ended up leaving and she did something. And I was starting to go there. Like, I can't believe she. And I was like, yo, E, for real, you can control that, man. Like, don't trip. Like, whatever. Like, it's not that deep, you know. And it wasn't. I, we moved on, had a great time, you know. So I would just say to you, when you say your girl's talking to you crazy, like, for real, bro, talk to her about it. One, like, don't get frustrated. Like, don't hold it in your mind because if you're thinking in your mind something negative about her, then your behavior toward her is going to be bad. So if you can't clear it up in your own mind and be like, yep, she was upset or, you know, maybe something else is going on and that's why she was talking crazy. If you can't resolve it like that, then talk to her, find out what was really going on, try to set up some some um, rules and boundaries so that, you know what I'm saying, you don't feel like you're being disrespected. But whatever you do, man, like for real, this is your marriage. It's like a business. It's like getting a degree. If it was easy, man, everybody would do it. Hey, real quick. Um, TJ always says you're a thermostat as a husband, as a provider, as a male, you're a thermostat, not the thermometer. The thermometer responds to the temperature. Like it, it changes based on the temperature. The thermostat sets the temperature. So yeah. you get, you, you are, yeah, that's, that's your responsibility to set the tone yeah. on how it goes. Like you don't have to respond. Like you just say, you, you can control how you respond. As crazy as it sounds, you can control it. Even if you got to be quiet for 30 seconds and cuss in your head and get it out, and then you come back, but you the thermostat, not the thermometer. Mm. Shoot, uh, my bad, y'all. I got caught reading the head. I was trying to find the next question. Oh, uh, no question. Uh, uh, somebody you know somebody better be reading the <laughs> you head. Ever, you, you ever, when you were younger, you sitting in class, you remember how they used to, uh, when you used to have to read out loud and you try oh, to pre-read no your paragraph? No question. <laughs> and then somebody switch, somebody read two paragraphs, and now you done... You bump back your paragraph, <laughs> you start sweating bullets. Oh, oh man, man. nothing imagine. worse than being in public can, school and asked to read out loud. Oh, and man. Fumbling over the words. I'm talking about oh. you got one fumble, and it's the end of the world. Bruh, uh, lunchtime you getting it, see? The joke's on you for a week. <laughs> exactly. Cedric in Long Island said, hey, guys, love the podcast. Question for CJ. What is the most frequently asked question from podcast listeners? Hmm. Hmm. When does he go to bed? <laughs> Yeah, something to uh, sleep, yeah. Does CJ have social media? <laughs> <laughs> and can we read more negative feedback? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, um, this is exciting news. One step to getting me a little closer to social media. I believe we have a, um, a, I, a IG for the podcast. So, oh, wow. Yeah, Nikki sent, uh, like set it up for us so we can show you guys some of our, yeah, we're going to have a, you know, because he's obviously got his personal page. It is, this is too long, by it's, the way. I was it just is. looking at it. It's long, yeah. It's The Secret to Success Podcast. Like maybe maybe we can just do S2S Podcast. S2S. Is that taken yeah. already? Yeah, I'll tell her check. So y'all hold yeah, on. So go to for it now, yet. it is... <laughs> It is the Secret to Success podcast, although I'm looking it up now. It appears we have zero posts, four <laughs> followers, and we're following one. Hey, so we're off to a ravishing start. My social media career is off to a ravishing start. She just um, texts me and says, shoot, I got to hurry. If I get some content up there, if y'all talking about it now. Uh, I'll send some pictures of Trey and Avery <laughs> so we can piss off the listeners who love hearing about my family. They're going to love seeing it. If you, let me tell you something. You badmouth my child on social media, I come looking for you. <laughs> That's just a fact. 
Um, did anybody see Beyonce at Coachella? My God. No, what, I did not. Oh, I, I, I did it. Oh, I did it. Oh, oh, incredible. Lord incredible. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, just incredible. Oh, oh. So I got to check it knows. out. I ain't seen it. I, I got I got one pass. If Beyonce come for me, I'm, I'm <laughs> going for the weekend. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, um, we, we are coming to Boston May 20th. Um, and when is, uh, help me out, Carl, when is uh, St. Louis also? St. That Louis? is July, I'll tell you in a second of that. Not July, July, June, sir. June, 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 okay. my bad. Um, so, yeah, Boston, May 20th. Excited about um, coming to Boston for a Take Control event. We'll be on the East Coast, so if you're uh, near there, um, come on out. We look forward to having you out there. And then also St. Louis. June 24th. I've been yelled at by our team for not saying St. Louis on the podcast yet. So June 24th, is yep. that the date? Yes, we will sir. be in St. Louis. So, um, yeah, look forward to seeing you guys there. Also, man, listen, Phenomenal Life Jamaica, y'all better hurry up because I heard the tickets are selling fast and furious. Tay texted me yesterday and said we are off to an amazing start. So um, I'm not sure how many tickets left, but we still do have tickets left. So if you're thinking about doing it, um, you don't have to pay the whole thing right now. Just put down a deposit to hold your spot. Because uh, we, we are going to uh, have some fun there. We're excited about that as well. Uh, also, man, breatheuniversity.com. Man, shout out to all the people who've been signing up lately and um, just taking themselves to the next level. We've had some amazing calls, some amazing content, some amazing guests. And so we still want you uh, to come check us out, man. You've been rocking with us on the podcast. Some of you have been rocking with us on the podcast. How many episodes is this, Carl? I always Ooh, put Carl on the spot. And, yeah, yeah he'd be... Yeah, don't. A hundred and what? A hundred and are we just twenty? Thirty? Twenty? I want to say one twenty. This is a hundred and twenty right now. I want to say so. I'll, or I'll about roundabout? Yeah, he just said yeah, roundabout. You know. yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, just find out. I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I just want to know for my own sake. So that was how many week? How many weeks? One twenty one. My bad. One twenty one. Oh, we yeah. hit last week was one twenty. We should have done last a, week was a, the a celebratory week. anniversary edition for one twenty. One twenty. And how many weeks in a year? 52. 52, yeah. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah, so two so years. That's two. I mean, that's two. two years and a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Man, wow. Yeah, I, I wonder why I was getting sick of y'all. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I think, I, I think that anybody else got any uh, an announcements? We want to make sure we catch you guys up on all the stuff. You can, where you can Didi come out coming soon. hang out with us. Diddy College coming soon. Oh, Didi's couch is coming soon. Wow. I have to, hey. I'm going to fly up there. I'm going to take a special trip up there just to see that couch. And I saw it in the store. I need to see it in the house. Hey, let me tell you something. See, he sent me a video the other day, and I ain't heard nothing he said. I couldn't believe that was his house. I promise oh, yeah, you. No, like, he sent the video. I asked him to do this video. He was like, yo, here go the video. He was like, how was it? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I watched it twice, and I was just looking at the house. You I know what I'm anxious to see? I'm going to put a hidden camera in the house when they bring a buyer in there to see the house. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you saw three other houses in the neighborhood. Now, here go this house. Yeah. <laughs> and they walk in like, what in the world is going on? Y'all, oh, man, it's going to be hilarious. Y'all going to have to uh, find a special buyer in. for that joint. Yeah. Um, yeah. E, uh, if there are no more announcements, speak now forever. Hold your peace. Hey, Josh, you I, got any parting shots you want to leave before I let you drop this nugget we, of the day? Hey, we coming. Is, Let me tell him, Josh. 
Let me give them the announcement. I told you that it's coming. The Triple Double Academy this summer, the oh, Leadership yeah, sure, Academic, yeah. you know, Basketball Skills Academy is coming. And uh, we'll talk is about any, it more. anywhere they can go find some information on that yeah, yet? Yeah, well, it's, it's coming. We, we, yeah, we, this next podcast, they'll be able to, you know, download At all least the give information. me the dates. Uh, Atlanta is what? If the June 4th and 5th. Houston, okay, so Atlanta, June week. 4th and 5th, be on the lookout. How what's, what's the age range, E? I think he said 10 to 15. Okay, good. So if you got a 10 yeah. to 15-year-old, little cousin, nephew, brother, sister, niece, whatever it is, um, 10 to 15 years old, camp, Atlanta, Georgia, details coming soon. Hey, can I sneak Hudson in? He's the size of a 12-year-old. Oh, no, sneak him in? He's only nine. No question. Bro, okay. no questions asked. He taller, he taller than most of the uh, fifteen-year-olds. Yeah, right. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just leave the birth certificate at home. All right, leave the birth certificate. <laughs> at home. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, all right, cool, Josh. Anything you want to get a, get the people a parting shot? Why don't you? Yeah, you I'll don't just know say the next time we'll see you. You only grace us with your presence once a month. Yeah, I, I'll just I'll just let everyone know. People have been asking one 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 question. I always get asked is when are you guys coming west. So we're coming, we're coming west this year as well. We're putting some days together, um, and we're coming west uh, in the summer for some events right now. Oh, so yeah, that's right. That, yeah, we'll yes, let everyone we know because that's we're going question. to Utah. We're going to we're, we're going, going to, to the home state. Shout out to the Jazz last night. Did you stay up and watch the Jazz? I, as I stayed up till through three quarters. I just I'm so impressed with their okay. team basketball, man. They're just man, they're going to work. They're fun to watch. Jazz going to work, man. Yeah, that's team basketball, which is which is uh, which is fun to watch. But yeah, we're coming we're coming west, man, and uh, just. As always, a pleasure being on here with you fellas. Yeah, and oh, real quick, uh, Harbor, uh, our solar company, we are hiring, yeah. right? Can we say that on yeah, the podcast? Yeah, you bet. yeah, yeah. We're, we're hiring, we're growing, we're expanding. We actually just, uh, we're, we're making a, our first uh, out-of-state expansion into another state. So we're going to North Carolina. Uh, we're hiring talented salespeople. We're hiring across the board. Um, hey. And, you know, businesses, businesses, businesses going well. And, you know, hopefully Business is booming. Yeah, business is booming. And hopefully Where can they apply at, Josh? Uh, they can go to harborsolar.com. So go to harborsolar.com. And, um, and keyword was talented, y'all. Keyword yeah, ta- was talented hey, salespeople. Talented, talented, no stress, add value. You can do those things. Yeah. We'll take you all day long. Yep. And we, and we pay well. So yep. uh, hey. come, on, come on and join hey. us. Are you in the Carolinas or looking to relocate to the Carolinas and need an opportunity? Um, seriously, come check us out. So... All right, with all that being said, I think um, I'm ready to start the day. We started this podcast. It was dark outside, now it's light, so that means mm. it's time to get to work. E, hit us with that negative today so we can get out of here. That's it, what you just said. See, create it. Look, if you don't have a vision, no excuses after listening to this podcast. So if you don't have a vision for your marriage, create one. If you don't have an academic vision, create one. All right. If you don't have a financial vision, create one. All right. So do me a favor, create it. Right. And and don't give me like that bland stuff, like create something that's going to make you want to jump out the bed every morning. Look, me and my wife was up at two, like no exaggeration, 215. I got up 225. She got up. Right. I'm talking about talking about our life are working, planning, making stuff happen. We're about to get on a flight in a couple hours, right? So so create a vision that makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning. So for those of you who don't like life, you don't like going to your job, okay, if your boss didn't have a vision for you, all right, if you're going to school and it's boring, your parents just drop you off, 
create a vision when you go to school. Like just create a vision in your head, something that's so powerful that it just makes you want to get up, get dressed in the morning, make you want to brush your teeth, make you want to run out the door, right, and live life to its fullest. So it's your boy E.T. saying, look, if that opportunity is not already available, you go create it, man. But stop waiting on other people. And as I leave, remember, the best life is the life you control. The worst life is to li the life that controls you. So make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hey, appreciate that nugget of the day. Y'all go to iTunes, leave us that review. We'll see you oh, next please. week. Leave us a review. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.